Iktomi and the Coyote by Zitkala S.A. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Iktomi and the Coyote Afar off upon a large level land, a summer sun was shining bright. Here and there over the rolling green were tall bunches of coarse grey weeds. Iktomi, in his fringed buckskins, walked alone across the prairie with a black bare head glossy in the sunlight. He walked through the grass without following any well-worn footpath. From one large bunch of coarse weeds to another he wound his way about the great plain. He lifted his foot lightly and placed it gently forward like a wildcat prowling noiselessly through the thick grass. He stopped a few steps away from a very large bunch of wild sage. From shoulder to shoulder he tilted his head. Still farther he bent from side to side. Far forward he stooped, stretching his long thin neck like a duck, to see what lay under a fur coat beyond the bunch of coarse grass a sleek grey-faced prairie wolf his pointed black nose tucked in between his four feet drawn snugly together his handsome bushy tail wound over his nose and feet a coyote fast asleep in the shadow of a bunch of grass this is what iktomi spied carefully he raised one foot and cautiously reached out with his toes gently gently he lifted the foot behind and placed it before the other thus he came nearer and nearer to the round fur ball lying motionless under the sage grass now iktomi stood beside it looking at the closed eyelids that did not quiver the least bit pressing his lips into straight lines and nodding his head slowly he bent over the wolf he held his ear close to the coyote's nose, but not a breath of air stirred from it. "'Dead,' he said at last. "'Dead, but not long since he ran over these plains. See, there in his paw is caught a fresh feather. He is nice fat meat.' Taking hold of the paw with the bird feather fast on it, he exclaimed, "'Why, he is still warm.' I'll carry him to my dwelling and have a roast for my evening meal. Aha! he laughed as he seized the coyote by its two forepaws and its two hind feet and swung him overhead across his shoulders. The wolf was large and the teepee was far across the prairie. Iktomi trudged along with his burden, smacking his hungry lips together. He blinked his eyes hard to keep out the salty perspiration streaming down his face. All the while the coyote on his back lay gazing into the sky with wide open eyes. His long white teeth fairly gleamed as he smiled and smiled. To ride on one's own feet is tiresome, but to be carried like a warrior from a brave fight is great fun said the coyote in his heart. He had never been born on anyone's back before, and the new experience delighted him. He lay there lazily on Iktomi's shoulders, now and then blinking blue winks. Did you never see a bird blink a blue wink? 
This is how it first became a saying among the plains people. When a bird stands aloof watching your strange ways, a thin bluish-white tissue slips quickly over his eyes and as quickly off again, so quick that you think it was only a mysterious blue wink. Sometimes when children grow drowsy they blink blue winks, while others who are too proud to look with friendly eyes upon people blink in this cold bird manner. The coyote was affected by both sleepiness and pride. His winks were almost as blue as the sky. In the midst of his new pleasure the swaying motion ceased. Iktomi had reached his dwelling place. The coyote felt drowsy no longer, for in the next instant he was slipping out of Iktomi's hands. He was falling, falling through space, and then he struck the ground with such a bump he did not wish to breathe for a while. He wondered what Iktomi would do, so he lay still where he fell. Humming a dance song, Iktomi hopped and darted about at an imaginary dance and feast. He gathered dry willow sticks and broke them in two against his knee. He built a large fire out of doors. The flames leaped up high in red and yellow streaks. Now Iktomi returned to the coyote, who had been looking on through his eyelashes. Taking him again by his paws and hind feet, he swung him to and fro. Then, as the wolf swung towards the red flames, Iktomi let him go. Once again the coyote fell through space. Hot air smote his nostrils. He saw red, dancing fire, and now he struck a bed of crackling embers. With a quick turn he leaped out of the flames. From his heels were scattered a shower of red coals upon Iktomi's bare arms and shoulders. Dumbfounded, Iktomi thought he saw a spirit walk out of his fire. His jaws fell apart. He thrust a palm to his face hard over his mouth. He could scarce keep from shrieking. Rolling over and over on the grass and rubbing the sides of his head against the ground, the coyote soon put out the fire on his fur. Iktomi's eyes were almost ready to jump out of his head as he stood cooling a burn on his brown arm with his breath. Sitting on his haunches on the opposite side of the fire from where Iktomi stood, the coyote began to laugh at him. Another day, my friend. Do not take too much for granted. Make sure the enemy is stone dead before you make a fire. Then off he ran so swiftly that his long bushy tail hung out in a straight line with his back. End of Iktomi and the Coyote by Zitkala S.A. From Old Indian Legends